It was Christmas tide, and my grandmother was visiting from Pittsburgh. Graham, as we called her, Graham was in charge. My young, my young parents had a break from the three kids. And it was in that caregiving moment with my grandmother that I decided to test the strength of not only my voice, but my will. And that simple test was around the consumption of Christmas cookies. Graham said, no more sugar cookies for you, young lady. They are delightful, and we had a wonderful time decorating them together. And three cookies with all that candy piled on top is a gracious plenty, no more. It made me mad. Backing out of the kitchen chair and angry, I shouted at my grandmother. I was so mad. And feeling the shame of having been limited, I ran up the stairs to my bedroom shouting, I don't like you. I wish you'd go back to where you came from. You are mean. Judgment. She had hers and I had mine. It's my first memory of being caught in the judgment of another. Not just the judgment of another, but one who loved me. Judgment. It doesn't feel good to be caught in the grip of judgment. And as a young girl, it didn't feel good to shout and to slam a door in the face of one whom I loved. And my Graham, she didn't stay in the kitchen where she had limited me. She chased me up the stairs and she held me to account for my behavior. And that didn't feel good either. Judgment. A judgment can be an opinion handed down by a court or an opinion of another. And a judgment can be considered a calamity caused by divine punishment. We tend to think about judgment like it is individualistic. Between my gram and me. Between God and me. I wonder if God's constant attitude with humanity is grace. If it's grace then does God's judgment remove obstacles to that grace? In John 12, Jesus says, Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be driven out. There's a battle at play between this world we live in and God's good created order. Diana Butler Bass says, Advent speaks to something larger than our individual anxieties about personal salvation. It reveals that judgment is already underway. It's not just some future state. Throughout history, we humans have been subject to empires of oppression and violence. Our dreams have been denied as we toiled on behalf of systems designed to benefit only a few. We have yearned for justice, for relief, to be treated with dignity and respect. And the Bible describes a better world. The Bible describes for us the kingdom of God, 
a kingdom ruled by God in Christ Jesus. A world in which Jesus holds a group accountable about making judgments too quickly. When the woman is caught in adultery, Jesus says, Let anyone among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. They went away. They threw no stones of judgment. That's a glimpse of the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God has at its core peace through justice and love. And the kingdom of justice is where peace is for all people. The world that we live in is the imperial kingdom ruled through time by Pharaoh and the leaders of empires. And the imperial kingdom has at its core peace through victory, the kingdom of violence. And in this kingdom of violence, peace is for the victorious at all cost. The kingdom of violence is for the few and the mighty. The judgment to be found in Advent is when these two kingdoms contend at the arrival of the Prince of Peace, Emmanuel, God with us. The light breaking into this world, God's greatest joy. And the imperial kingdom cannot stand in the face of that light. Time for brooding marks one free from Pharaoh's grasp. God is a God whose grace is for all and whose kingdom is forever. I wonder what obstacles need to be judged and overcome that we might know the good news that this text from Isaiah proclaims about rebuilding in this Advent season. How is it that we, as the people of God, how is it that we can make time to brood about the ways that we are bound by the imperial kingdom and we are freed for the kingdom of God? Sometimes I would tell you, I think that brooding space comes crashing in. A week ago, Monday, post-surgery, I found Christ standing near my brokenness. I had wanted to be on the Zoom as the PNC announced David as their candidate. I wanted to be an active part of that joy. And yet I found myself recovering in Montreat in what I hope is not my toe tag house, but in that moment on this particular day, I wondered because the pain was so intense. Jim was trying to comfort me, to console me, and I just barked at him, bring me my headphones, I need music. Music is the only way that I can make it through this, bring me my headphones. And this is how I saw the kingdom of God, perchance. Jim fumbling for something to play on those headphones with my iPhone, 
randomly hit a song. And that song was called Gracefully Broken. And the kingdom of God drew near. And I said to Jim, oh yeah, I know. I know I feel how gracefully broken I am. I am so broken, and I began to cry, which hurt, and Jim, in his anxiety, just wanted to get that gracefully broken song off of the headphones that I was listening to, and he hit another one, and the song that he hit was, I greet thee, my sure redeemer art. I greet thee, my sure redeemer art. The joy of Advent is among us. It is crashing in. To God who comes to us with that joy, be all glory, now and forever. Amen.